Backyard movies all the time. I do know this story. Constantly. Uh, it was an obsession of mine. I was obsessed with special effects and forcing my brothers and neighbors to act in ridiculous backyard movies all the time. Um, and they were not good. No. They weren't no. good movies. No. <laughs> uh, my mom often complained that we had no real family home videos. So what I hear is you're selling them to Netflix. I am. No, yeah. Watch kidding. for my videos next time you're on Netflix. <laughs> uh, Mom was always like, we have no real home movies, but we have all of your ridiculous backyard movies. Oh, that's fun. And so, you know, we that's have way better than a home video. We have home videos, but they're mostly of my brothers getting eaten by dinosaurs or. Uh, oh, stop. That sounds like tons of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always been obsessed with movie special effects. Uh, I would exclusively buy special edition DVDs because they had all the behind the scenes special features on them. So I could watch them, you know, build animatronics or do digital effects or, or things like that on it. Um, and so you would think that I would know more about, uh, the green screen process that you, commented that you would like to do a podcast on yes uh i don't assume you had those in your backyard right a green screen i did not until i was older then i did eventually get a computer program to edit my movies oh seriously did you really i did and that came with a giant green screen blanket Wow. That you could pin up behind you to take the, the background out. That's so. crazy. I thought that was a relatively new thing that people were doing nowadays. I mean, like literally mine a wasn't, 2020 version. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I mean, mine wasn't great, and my poor computer uh, could not handle oh, it. Oh, I can only imagine. And so, you know, there are, there are people that definitely did it better than me. Oh, wow. That's crazy to even think about that you even attempted to try. Because it's a real big undertaking to try to uh, design green screen shows right you would think so but it's actually infinitely easier than you would think right and that is why so many of our modern day movies use green screens so extensively yeah 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 it's very true they really are and i am so oblivious to stuff i don't notice it like at all i just assume that when you're watching the uh live action version of the beauty and the beast yeah i assume that she's walking through a town and then you watch the behind the scenes and you find out no no town to be found <laughs> there's no it's castle like there's no town <laughs> if you see anything there's maybe i've seen like multiple layers of green screen 
backdrops yeah and that's about it and even that you go i don't even know why you need multiple green screen backdrops right but that's like all they do they just stretch green screen out and you just think well this is kind of fascinating in a lot of ways that like i i think in my opinion i'm just going to go there first go in my opinion i feel like it really has really elevated movies you know i don't think it attracts from movies at all i think we're able to make a whole different type of movie that we haven't been able to make in the past for sure there are there are movies that would not have been made without the ability to do green screen uh they give the ability to extend and push your boundaries beyond what you could physically be constrained to right yeah uh, and people have been doing this kind of stuff for a very long time. Yeah. It, uh, movie tricks have been around for almost as long as there have been movies. It's just kind of how people do things. Oh, for sure. Uh, you think about the movie like Journey to the Moon and things like that, where people realize that they, they could trick the eye with the camera, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it started out with things like double exposure, which... I thought I could do as a kid, not realizing that it totally doesn't work for digital cameras. Ah, explain to me what that is. So double exposure, what they would do is they would block out part of the film and tape and record. Then they would block out the remainder of it and record a different thing so that the background would be different than mm. what they were actually in. Okay. For instance, there was an ep- there was a movie about uh, robbing a train and they filmed the actors on a set of a box car with the door open, mm. but they blocked off the door and then they switched and blocked off the rest of the train and filmed a background moving. Mm. And so... When you put it together, okay. it looked like the boxcar was moving because the the world outside the open door was moving. Wow. Right. This was our early forte to um, adding in backgrounds. Right. I see. And I totally thought I could do you it with my digital camera. Do, you thought you could do that? I'm, I'm not sure what I was thinking. I'm sure I looked like an idiot walking around with tape on my lens of my digital camera for a while thinking, I'll just go back and refilm over. The-. It was so bad. Okay. I'm not the brightest kid at the time. At least you tried. I gave it a whirl. That's how they that's how they figure things out. Um, and they also, you know, they did matte paintings, which I did, uh, which is something where you shoot through a, sh- a sheet of glass that has a painting on it uh, oh. and it extends things or adds things to your shot. Okay. Uh, I did it once. I wasn't great at it, but I did it once. I was pretty proud that's of it. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Ah, these could be collector's editions. Uh, yeah. My movies or the stuff that they actually did this for? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like both. Uh, but then we get into the first blue screen, which I didn't realize was quite so old. But the first time it was used in 1940 in really? a film called Thief of Baghdad, which I'm not sure what that is. But um, yeah, I thought blue screen was like a late 80s. 80s invention but apparently they were using it in 1940 go figure wow uh 
which and they kept it hidden for over 40 years yeah <laughs> from me that's um i do remember going to a the local news station on a tour you know and they showed the blue screen back then mm, and, like the weather person yeah the, on the weather screen and everybody was like no that's crazy yeah and nobody nobody in my school believed me when i told them that's how they did it <laughs> they thought you were a liar and that was including like the teachers and and stuff because i was telling everybody about my blue screen <laughs> yeah well, that's not very nice. No, nobody believed me. Um, well, for those of you that don't know how the blue screen works, um, it is a very specific shade of blue, uh, which makes it easy for the camera to remove that exact color of blue and then replace you. You're isolating the objects that aren't blue and placing them on a new background yeah. is the concept, right? Um, which could cause problems. The reason they chose blue was that it's because it's as far away as possible from normal human skin tones. Oh, okay. So they didn't have to worry about someone with a bluish hue to their skin getting washed out by a blue screen. Okay. Um, and so they thought that was going to be kind of foolproof. Uh-huh. But people um, like to wear blue clothes and stuff. Right. That was the issue is that you couldn't use blue props. Um, and... For a lot of people, it was easy to see kind of the borders of the people right. that were isolated off of the blue oh, screen. Yeah, you could see that all the time. Then. For sure. And that's why green screen is better now? Well, before we even get to green screen, oh, okay, green, we have to talk about the world-changing movie that is Mary Poppins. Oh, right. Uh, you, th- you didn't think we were talking about Disney this time, did you? Well, we are uh because 10 minutes in in our first mention of disney right (laughs) take that people because mary poppins really changed the game for a lot of people right the original movie yeah uh walt disney considered it his the pinnacle of his creative genius he used every trick he could think of to get this movie to look as amazing as possible he used animatronics he used stop motion animation and he wanted to put the live action people in with the cartoon characters. Blending of the two worlds. How about that? Um, he didn't really want to do it with a blue screen uh, because he wanted to have a blue sky and, you know. Ah, yes. And True. It, it was a little clunky. You, It wasn't quite as delicate to remove things off of a blue screen as he wanted it to be. So um, he employed an en- an engineer slash inventor whose name was Petro Valhos. Mm. Pardon me Thank if I am saying it totally wrong. Um, and he came up with uh, something totally different. He decided that it would be easier to remove a different color. Uh-huh. That uh, we all the way color works is that they produce different frequencies. Right. And so he wanted something with a tighter frequency that was easier to isolate people off of. And he knew that sodium gas, when used with light, produced a very specific yellow color. Okay. That isn't found anywhere else, basically. So um, what he would do then is put up a white screen and hit it with sodium gas lights okay that made it a very specific yellow color right and it made it so you could more easily and accurately remove and isolate things from in front of the screen wow um 
in such a way that had not been seen before, which is why Mary Poppins was so groundbreaking. Because in the past with the blue screen, if someone was wearing like a veil or yeah. a sheer fabric, yeah. you could tell that they were in front of a blue screen. Oh, right. And with the, Because you would see through it in right. the screen. And that's when you get that choppy, weird background. Thing. Right. Yeah. And so with the sodium vapor process, they they had Mary Poppins wearing her hat that had the, like the tool that went underneath her chin to hold the right. hat on. And people were amazed at how well they were able to isolate all that from in front of the screen and make it not that choppy, weird look. That's so interesting. One of the reasons this is so interesting to me right now, currently, is as stupid as this is, I watched all kinds of YouTube videos about light bulbs and found out <laughs> the differences of the three as we we're going through the okay. process of buying I'm light bulbs. I'm just going to say, this is exactly the kind of videos that Steve watches when I'm not totally watching. Totally true. And then we had to go buy a new round of light bulbs the other day, and I picked out these huge ones that look great. And you said, yeah, but those are sodium, and they need a different kind of fixture. And we're like, oh, we can't use these then, which is good. We didn't yeah. buy them. But little did we know... Had we bought those, we could have recorded Mary Poppins right there at the office space. <laughs> yes, it would have worked out great. Exactly the same. That is so crazy because you're right. It puts off a completely, obviously it's right because they filmed the movie decades ago. Right. But it does have a very unique color into the um, into the room. It also takes a long time to like warm up too, right? Right. And they're very hot, which was an issue they are that people have. incredibly hot. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, but it didn't stop people from using it for a very long time. Uh, you can remember that they, uh, for film connoisseurs, they used it in films such as Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds used the sodium vapor process. Uh, they also used it in Pete's Dragon, again, for Walt Disney. Huh. Uh, and Bedknobs and Broomsticks used this process. Um, I see. And it was the epitome of technology for a very long time wow which i thought was really on impressive a, yeah and a white backdrop but then okay. and then we moved into the age of computers and oh, okay, yeah. we tried to get more efficient we tried to uh streamline things yeah how would you even stitch together movies without a computer oh huh. uh, i so much work so much work i'm sure that's true because obviously. literally it was a it was a film editing process where they had to go through and separate out the isolated images then shoot whatever it was supposed to be behind it and then lay the isolated image over the new image okay so it's a lot of work a lot of manual labor for sure wow okay Get yeah, you're doing that manually, frame by frame? Potentially? Uh, potentially. That's how they did a lot of animation. If you remember, this is getting a little more movie than Disney, but if you remember like in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original film, wow. uh -huh. uh, when Charlie is looking up at the Wonka factory and the lights start lighting up on the chimney, it says Wonka. Yeah. That was all done frame by frame, hand-painted on the cells. There were no lights there. There was wow. nothing there. <laughs> so, yeah, there people were willing to do a lot of really intricate, complex work to get the final product that they were looking for. So, when we finally get to computers assisting, yeah, that's when things become, well, some people thought it would kill a lot of movie jobs, which 
potentially it has, it definitely made things a lot more easy and time friendly. I do have to say, hearing now the invention of green screen and how great the movies are now with them, it sounds pretty lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Let a computer go in there and do it. It feels like you can do almost anything with computers. I can't even imagine how you would have done it in an analog process without having a computer involved. For sure. Um, Crazy, which is crazy because now we are bringing to the day finally and i assume then we started using green screens because no people don't wear green as much in shows in movies well it's a bright neonish kind of green if anyone if you've seen a green screen you would know that it's a very specific shade yeah i'm sure everybody's i think it 100 does i mean unless you have a very specific need for that shade of green i think it's a very unusual color for people to wear or have props made out of so the queen of england which just did it recently did she wear a green screen thing on accident and so everybody was like going in there with their editing software on on everybody's hobbyist you know and like putting images on what her dress was gotcha hilarious uh yeah don't do that uh which is you know it's another movie trick uh another disney film uh chronicles of narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe when they have Mr. Tumnus, who has goat legs, mm-hmm. obviously he does not actually have goat legs. He would just wear green tights so they could digitally remove his legs and put the goat legs in afterward. And this is why we scream, give me my green screen prance. <laughs> it's right? exactly why. Because in the interviews, James McAvoy has a Scottish accent. I see. And so, so when he's talking about it, he's like, I had to wear the most hideous pair of green screen pants. <laughs> and I, I, that's how I say it now. Green screen pants. It that's is how I say it now. Interview. Yeah, because, I mean, it's pretty amazing to see, like, uh, we've gone, we've driven by Pinewood Studios where they filmed a lot of the Disney movies nowadays and a lot of them are done using green screen. Yeah. And the studio itself is, like, itty bitty small. It's yeah. not big at all. And you think about the huge, you know, uh, epic movies that have come out of this recording space and you're like this is like three acres it's right. bigger than that but it's not it's not huge you know well if you've been on the like the universal studios backlot tour they take you through like their town square and things where so many things were filmed and they didn't fake those things that whole town had to be built yeah for it to look 360 degrees like it's where it's supposed to be whereas now they might have as little as just a doorway and everything else is a green screen yeah and they can put in where whatever they want behind it you know completely true which is incredible i would love almost to watch a version of beauty and the beast from like a completely filmed version on just the green screens you know what i mean (laughs) like i want to see it without all I, i think that would be a fun version to watch i i think it would be very distracting yeah, you couldn't do to enjoy the movie. No, I it just, would just be to see where they put the green screen. Yeah, I just want to see how many practical, I think outside, like exactly what you said, outside of costumes and a few a few props, that's it. Yeah, that's all it was for sure. There. Like you would be missing entire characters because they were all put in digitally afterward. Oh, you're completely right. There, oh, it would be fascinating. There was no candlestick hopping around in Beauty and the Beast. By the way, I would almost pay $30 to watch that version of the show. Would you? Isn't that funny? I would totally do it. Um you and won't I, pay $30 to watch Mulan, but you'll pay $30 to watch an unfinished version of Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it feels like it's a little bit more underground, Disney, you it? are missing out on some dollars. 
give them time they may release the- so we have like the normal the theater cut the extended cut the director's cut and then the one the special effects cut the, that's yeah. just no, no special effects involved right I want them all taken out and just to see what, the, what it actually looks <laughs> like at that point. I think it would ruin the movie, though, don't you? To once they do, you think that people would appreciate the movies if they only saw the green screen version of it? I think the the movie viewer of today is very savvy as to how things are made. Right, uh, we're we're kind of jaded by those sort of things. Uh, right, we all just right. assume, yeah, a computer did it. Like there's there's yeah. relatively few things these days that I go, huh? I wonder how they did that because. You they just, just put it in a computer. But then you simple. just watch the show to appreciate the show. So if you start watching all the shows with just knowing that it's five actors on a stage, all of a sudden you'd be like, never mind. It's not nearly as grand and great as I thought it was. And yeah. so it's pretty, I can see how it could actually hurt the industry as a whole. Um, well, to be fair, like I said, I love the behind the scenes stuff. So I've probably seen more behind the scenes, non-edited footage than the average person. Right. Because I love watching that. Um, so I wouldn't mind watching it because I've watched hundreds of hours of it at this point already. Right. And been impressed by how intricately they will make props and sets. And then how complete, no, even now, like they'll have entire sets built, but then to extend out, Uh, they will use green screen to fill in everything else behind you or, you know, whatever the effect needs to be, they'll have a green something inset for you to interact with and things. Yeah. So I find it incredibly impressive, but I don't know how many people would pay $30 to watch that. I would totally do it. Um, anybody that's been on a zoom call now knows that you can replace the background really easily without a green screen at all. Yeah. You know, obviously the background is crummy, but you can still do it. You, you can know? turn yourself into a potato too, right? Can you do that on a, no seriously it's one of them it's one of those things i remember seeing a a article that said uh all these people were in a business meeting and the person proctoring the call accidentally turned on a potato filter filter (sighs) and couldn't figure out how to turn it off so they were just a potato for the whole i'm (laughs) all about that that is fantastic (laughs) okay so now i want to watch a beauty and the beast version on green screen all his potatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, now that I'll pay $30 for. <laughs> Beauty and the hash browns. Yeah, right. Gives <laughs> a whole new meaning to be our guest. So that's a, that's a brief history of special effects and how Disney really propelled us forward uh, in the special effects department, which I thought was really entertaining because Completely. I love that stuff. Yeah, sodium lights, who knew? But it's like I always say, I had to wear the most hideous pair of green screen pants. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast. <laughs>